Welcome back, everybody. You know who it is. It's me, Tony, and you know what we're doing again. Best comic art slash stories, six through ten. But before we get into that, I need you to hit that like button. I need you to subscribe. I need you to help us grow. And let's get into the content. Now, let's get into number ten, which is one of my personal favorite stories. JLA, Tower of Babel. This is one of my stories because it legitimizes how devious Batman is. For those that do not know, let me explain this to you. Batman, being the crazy man that he is, has come up with ways to defeat every member of the Justice League. All of them. In case they go rogue, which we have seen in other timelines like the Justice Lord, the crime syndicate. They have gone bad. So Batman makes them fail safe. How might you ask? Takes the skin off of Superman because, you know, his skin is kind of like the buffer between solar rays. So he gets overpowered. Flash, high-speed seizures. Wonder Woman, put her in a coma, make her fight herself. I mean, things like that is what Batman does. But seeing as Batman was the one who knew this, the person who took it, who happened to be Raish Al Ghul, had to keep him distracted. So how do you keep Batman distracted? Kidnapped his parents' bodies. So, yeah, Batman was kind of distracted. So while Raish was enacting this plan of dismantling the Justice League, Batman was now out the way. And by the time Batman figured out, it was too late. They had all been incapacitated. I need you to read this, and I want you to see it. It's a very great story. came out in 2000, so it's, it's pretty good. Let's go on to number nine, Blackest Night. Now, myself... I'm a DC head, but I'm really not a Green Lantern type guy. It's not one of the characters that I followed. But this story, this story was epic. And in many ways, because not only did it introduce you to all of the Green Lantern Corps, all of the different spectrums of color, it gave you new ones like Necron, the Avatar of Death. You had the hand who was his Green Lantern. His, it was his Hal Jordan. And the way they spread, Black Lanterns could take over anybody. They would kill you, and now you're a member of the Corps. If you, they killed you, you had powers. You still had the powers. And now you crave to kill other people. And at first, Necron was too weak to do anything. So as the heroes fell like Hawkman, Hawkwoman, Elongated Man, as they fell, Necron got stronger and stronger until he was able to come out. And it took everybody, and I mean everybody, to fight him. They eventually won, thanks to Hal Jordan become the White Lantern, even though Sinestro wanted to be the White Lantern, but didn't work that way. Again, great story. It's worth the read. It's two volumes of graphic novel. Let's move on to number eight. And of course, I listed this on my fights, one of my best fights, Civil War. This changed the landscape of Marvel for years to come. This one storyline did so much damage to a lot of the characters. It made a lot of the characters not trust each other. It was like, wait a minute, this is, we can't be friends anymore because of this. Avenger against Avenger. And eventually, the Avengers won, like we call 
Tony Stark's Avengers and Avengers 2, which was Captain America's Avengers, started running out of people. So they, you know, talking talk like, hey, let's go get some supervillains and make them work for us, a la Suicide Squad. Overall, great story. Civil War 2, not so much. We don't need to talk about that. But Civil War, well worth the read. And it, and it does hold up to the test of time. Let's move on to number seven. One of the greatest movie adaptations, Watchmen. We're talking about the graphic novel. This gave you the real world field of, you know, superheroes actually did exist with normal people. It's not like the Marvel and DC where they look like, okay, they're up here, we're down here. It was literally like the heroes of the white, all the heroes in this universe and the real people. They were right next to them. They was with them. Some of the heroes had powers. Some of them didn't. It's like they fought in the Vietnam War. They were there with uh, Nixon's presidency. And it just gave you the story that it drew you in so much that it was like, ooh, I, you can get behind every character in there. You, you got angry with certain characters like the comedian on things that he did when he was when he was first introduced. You're like, I don't I can't support that. That made you just get into the story. And that's the story that I like. I need a story that when I start reading, it's going to keep my eyes on the page and not have me like just I'm flipping. Oh, what's this? I need that story that draws me in. And this story right here draws me in. Let's move on to number six. We got to go back in time for this one. 1980, Dark Phoenix Saga. And again, I grew up on X-Men. I changed to DC. Dark Phoenix Saga is by far the best Marvel story dealing with the X-Men. Period. There is nothing near this. Short, short version, uh, Jean Grey, of course, goes out to space, get caught on some radius and solar flares. I mean, what hasn't Marvel learned about Stop going to space and flying around out there. You're going to catch something. Comes back and the entity known as the Dark Phoenix, which is kind of a celestial. It's like the most powerful being out there. It really does destroy whatever it touches. Took it over. And I mean, there's so much happening. You got the Hellfire Club. You had uh, Dark Beast, which was one of my favorite uh, characters coming back. You had the Shi'ar. I mean, Phoenix was so powerful, she repaired the Mkron crystal. I don't know if y'all know what that is, but that's it takes a lot of power to do that. The Hellfire Club came in and just brain mastermind brainwashed Phoenix or Jean Grey to think, oh, that's the Black Queen. No, she's in there because Emma Frost was in there. Emma was the White Queen, and they didn't get along because Emma was like, wait a minute, I'm more important. So getting off, getting off topic, but that's okay. And it's just the Shi'ar knew who the Phoenix were. They was like. No, we can't have this. The Phoenix must be taken care of. And X-Men is like, no, that's Jean Grey. And they get into a big fight. And again, the storytelling of this, the it, you knew the characters. You got behind the characters. And then, again, the pose, which was the pose in the 80s. You had a hero holding somebody's dead body. Christ on the Earth had it. <laughs> uh, Final Crisis had it. <laughs> this had it. You had Cyclops holding Jean Grey and her Phoenix outfit on the cover. And the story was so great that it it just it's 
I don't know what else to say about it without giving away everything. I want you to kind of read this for yourself. I don't want to tell you everything about it, but just know it's action-packed from cover to cover. There is no really ground of where it eases back. It's always something going on. But that's enough of this episode. Stay tuned to my next episode, which I'm going to cover my tithe. If you feel I missed anything, drop me in the comments below, and I'll catch you on the next one.